the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the host and guests are their own, and not those of 9.30 a.m. The Answer or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. And we're ready to talk gardening with you at 308-8867. That's 308-8867 and toll free, 866-308-8867. It's Independence Day weekend, so uh, if you're out there uh, running around and uh, getting ready for some uh chores and stuff that you want to do in the garden we'd be a good place to call first that's right or either come by and get some plants for your oh yeah. hanging baskets or patio to if you want to have something out on the patio to uh, for your celebration fireworks uh yeah grilling yeah, those big those big uh containers of uh zinnias dreamland zinnias are pretty outstanding for that really on the patio for the barbecue. Or, oh, the big ones? Yeah. The, yeah. And the Vinca periwinkle uh, containers would be nice, too. They're, so lots and lots of color. Lots yeah. Of that will last. That will keep on pentas giving cover, color. Yeah, pentas would be good, too, especially if you've got a shady, shady uh, patio or something like that. Somebody was looking for uh, what did what did she say? Firecracker bush? Yeah, she which was describing. Yeah, yeah she was describing. Uh, uh, it sounded like Pride of Barbados almost. Wow. It sounded to me like uh, Flame of Campus. Yeah. Uh, she's still she's still looking at that. Well, and and I've heard like in the Millburgers ad, they describe it as a fireworks display of blooms because it's so bright and electric. The, 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 the fire, the uh, Pride of Barbados. That's that's the way she was describing it. Uh, oh, she's coming back. Oh. Okay, pretend you don't see her because I don't. She doesn't. She doesn't look like she found it. No. Okay. <laughs> she says when she sees it, she'll know it. Okay. All right. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. They're on sale, even aren't they? Yeah, they are on sale. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven or toll free. It's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. All right. Nothing, huh? Oh, okay. How is it looking? Yeah, we need to get somebody to help you kind of walk around. We'll uh, we'll find somebody in a sec. Or if you go up to the gazebo, just just ask them if somebody will walk with you. Or Roger's there in the hat, the the green. Yeah, the pink. Blue blue shirt, green cap. He'd be great. All right. 
308-8867, toll free, 866-308-8867, she found it, 8867. All right. We're all watching to see how this goes. Yeah, where, where, <laughs> where it's where the plant's going to be. I'm betting on. I'm betting she's one proud of Barbados. Yeah, I was trying to see there. I don't. I see bet you. How much you want to bet? I bet it's playing Macanthus. Hey, this is we're, this is not a gambling station. Uh, so we can't a endure. quarter. Is there, is there a quarter limit? Uh, yeah, that's right. Twenty five cents. A drink. All right. So fi- twenty five cents. Yeah. Says, when I think of a drink, I'm thinking of a five. Uh, Eight dollar Jameson whiskey. Jerry's uh, thinking of a uh, bottle yeah, of water soda, soda yeah. from the uh, machine. <laughs> All right, so we'll see. We'll find out what it is. Anyway, I was. Uh, we were talking about yesterday about the Calvin article in yesterday's paper about small trees, and we did a. We talked quite a bit on uh, crepe myrtles and and decided that uh, if your crepe myrtle is not blooming, which is a question we're getting quite a bit now, that maybe it's in too much shade or, or that lady the other day had pruned it, pruned it back severely, and that delays bloom. Yeah, and if you and have we also a, talked about fertility. Yeah, and if you have a generally baked, compacted soil, a lot of times they won't put any new growth on. And Jerry and I were talking about Loosening up the soil a bit, but also mulching uh, with some uh, with some slow-release lawn fertilizer spread over it and uh, uh, soaking water, you know, not just three dabs with right, it, but right. let it run for half an hour uh, low or an hour even low, low, low uh, flow so that it soaks into that root system. And yeah, that will uh, make a lot of difference. Yeah, just keep in mind... A crepe myrtle uh, blooms on new gro- new growth, new growth. So anything that uh, may be fertilizer, or may be uh, uh, keeping the moisture levels high, and uh, keeping the soil temperature cool, anything that stimulates that new growth will uh, will eventually cause it to uh, cause it to bloom. And they're a good xeriscape plant, but just like. Uh Tough modern roses or old-fashioned roses—they certainly bloom more if they're. Oh, you're taking care yeah, of. Yeah, they'll they'll survive the the worst soil and driest ground, but but if you want them to maximize bloom, then you you want to give them a reasonable amount of water every two or three weeks, even. We didn't mention Mexican olive. You had, you mentioned Mexican olive in your in your write-up too as a small tree. And uh, somebody somebody called me the other day and was wanting to know if uh, uh, they they should plant Mexican olive on a on a grave in, a, in a cemetery. And uh, and and you you bring out in your column that uh, that it's evergreen in a mild winter, but it can uh, freeze back. May we remember the old days? The Al- they had big a big one at the Alamo and front of the Alamo. And if you look at that, it's still there. But if you look at the at the base of it, you see where it's frozen back many times, and, and the stumps are still there. One of the things that's really changed, wasn't too many years ago, it was really hard to find one, but I know we have them here at Millburgers now, relatively small containers, reasonable price, and they're part of that uh, sauce coupon, too. Yeah. So yeah. so they're, they're available. It's a little bit like the... Uh, 
uh, our Esperanza, Gold Star Esperanza, relatively small plants. I think right. they're in three-gallon containers and and have already showing some blooms. Right. But they'll get big. They'll take us uh, take get a little sprawly and take a lot of space. So you would recommend it for a cemetery, huh? Uh, well, a cemetery would be all right around the, the border or specimen, but I probably wouldn't plant it on a grave. No. 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 But anyway, uh, that's kind of what I recommend it to. <clears throat> and then we were looking at uh, Neil Sparrow's column in yesterday's paper. And... Uh, I'm going to have to have a talk with Neil about tomatoes, I guess. He's, he's way, way off base on some of his tomato stuff, uh, especially for down here in, uh, in South Texas. Uh, so, yeah. he, he talks about uh, tomato plants. Are, uh, he got a question. My tomato plants are large and healthy. Uh, they bloom well, but no fruit set. The flowers just eventually fall off. What can I do? Plant uh, the right varieties. Yeah, exactly. That, that's the basic line. And he, he goes into this. Y'all are nicer than I. I would have said throw them away and buy some new ones. Oh, listen, it's you. Yeah, but, <laughs> uh, but you know, uh, these heirloom tomatoes, and lar- indeterminate, what we call indeterminate, large-growing tomatoes, uh, have a tendency to, to set just a few fruit, and that fruit happens to be very large uh, because because it's fewer fruit. Yeah. The, the less fruit you have on a plant, for like a peach tree, up to a point, uh, that fruit will get larger. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the uh, gardeners that took your advice on the Tasty Lee tomato are having the same wonderful luck I am. <laughs> it's the dominant tomato right now. They're all... They're real uniform, uh, not the lar- not as large as Red Deuce or Tycoon was, but yeah. really large and uniform, nice shape, and they're and they got planted a little late, so they seem to be. But the hot weather doesn't seem to phase yeah, them the so plant, far. Yeah, the plants are, are healthy. Yeah, really healthy. We, we planted a couple of tasty leaves here, and uh, they hadn't said anything, and then all of a sudden I looked at them a couple of days ago, and I've got uh, handball size. Tomatoes on them, probably a good dozen. Yeah. Where did you plant them? In that bed right up front. Oh, where, okay. Where it gets only it gets only gets half day sun, but it's okay. It's functioning. Good. Are you ready to? I'm, I'm just wondering if uh, those of the of you who planted Tasty Lee uh, and have have gotten some ripe fruit from them already, uh, do they taste better? Are uh, and uh, are they're, they're supposed to be more nutritious, you know, redder, and more nutritious, and also taste a lot better. Now I've not, I've not seen those characteristics in the in the ones that we've harvested. Yeah, I but, think. But you say your your wife is uh I, is liking the taste of. Them. Yeah, but I mean it tastes good, but I don't I don't see it as better than. Yeah. Than some of the, like HM 123s. It was supposed to be developed to taste yeah. better. But they're nice. They're nice fruit, uh, good-looking fruit. Um, and so it it uh, certainly 
certainly in that close close to the performance of the of our old reliable yeah. rodeo tomatoes. All right. And what where where Neil uh, really lost is he said you didn't mention what variety you're growing on on the tomato the blooms falling off. But large types like big boy and beefsteak. Now, rather than saying large type, because uh, the t- ty- tycoon can you know yeah, it can be large. And, and, I, and it got to be over a pound, over a pound in size. So uh, uh, he's what he's talking about is indeterminate plants. The the large growing plants uh, is what he should have said, like big boy and beefsteak. Uh, which are famous uh, varieties, but they're, they're, as he says, notoriously poor setters when temperatures climb into the 90s. They're great for great for the Midwest, but poor producers in Texas. That's true. We must always grow small and medium si- mid-sized types. Be sure your plants are always in the full sun. We might have to send Neil some. <clears throat> some of our recommended varieties. Yeah. Well, the problem the is fruit. he's ha- he's having to write for the whole state, uh, write for the whole state, and uh, and we, people don't realize that that we we have an, a unique uh, tomato testing program here. Have for the last thirty or forty years. Cooperation of the. Yeah. Wholesale nurseries, the retail nurseries, and our volunteer organizations, yeah. along with Jerry and AgriLife Extension, that test these varieties and uh, for production and uh, size and everything else, and uh, that that is those plants. When you, uh, I doubt if anybody knows Tycoon that hadn't had an affiliation with this program. Well, and, the commercial everybody is liking tycoon. The commercial yeah. folks do. Yeah, but that came out of this program. What I'm saying, no, up in up in Dallas and oh, but the commercial growers where I ran into tycoon was Tavoli. There are some tomato growers there, and they they were had discovered tycoon a few years before we did. Yeah, because of the disease resistance. Oh, mm-hmm. and then I brought it up to you, and you were. Already considering it for the yeah. superior in the rodeo testing. Right. Sounds like he took credit for Tycoon. Which one? Yeah. I, I think Calvin. Calvin's getting credit for Tycoon. Now, Jerry gave me credit until it be, uh, became yeah. obvious that it was a very <laughs> popular community. Yeah. yeah, you know, when it's a gamble. Uh, <laughs> now, Jerry can't remember who it was. I can't <laughs> remember who it was. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, 308-8867. Yep, Trace, you've been patient. What's going on? Well, a couple things. We got in those uh, lower bush petunias this week. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's your plant back if there. You, if you're not familiar with uh, lower bush petunia, it's a small purple flower, and normal petunias don't do so well when it gets really hot. This one thrives on heat. Uh, gets quite large, very prolific, recedes itself, uh, and they're hard to get a hold of uh, for some reason. But I got a hold of about five flats. They're a buck ninety-nine a piece. Uh, so definitely something that if you have not tried it before, you should try it. It's Milton proof. Yep, I I love them. <laughs> no, I really uh, do. They're really pretty. And the one you brought up here is just full of seed. It's getting and, ready to mature. And blooms. And blooms. And, and blooms. 
Well, I, so you know, one, after the seed drop, they'll reseed yeah. themselves. Well, you you guys brought up the reason. One of the reasons that they're hard because there it is now in the in the four inch container, kind of tall and leggy. Yeah. And but it certainly doesn't get tall and leggy if you give it a little space. Right. In full sun, they get really nice, full, and but they'll find there's a little niche of soil someplace and sun someplace they'll find. A way to grow there, and uh, oh, yeah. so they're they're kind of amazing to have part of your landscape, and you don't have to hesitate to pull them out of the common places that you don't want them, because you get another chance. Let's see. We also talked about yesterday all the hanging baskets that we had on sale. Yeah. So I made myself a little list because oh good, we only touched the varieties. All right. So let me let me tell folks, we've got hanging baskets on sale regularly. They were. Sixteen ninety nine, is that right? That's correct. And uh, now they're in the ten inch baskets uh, are twelve eighty eight, and we've got some good ones. All right, so in there I found some needlepoint ivy, uh, asparagus fern, pilea, which some people would know as creeping Charlie. Then I got creeping Jenny, <laughs> uh, moss rose. Uh, there's a few mandevillas in that group. Vincas, rosemary, blue days, Mexican heather. Airplane plant, sweet potato vine, Boston fern, and silver pony foot. Yeah, so something for almost every situation. You bet. I didn't hear you guys mention the pento. That's not on sale? Oh, I didn't see them there. Oh. I was doing my count. And the, and the pento. <laughs> they on sale? So, yeah, they are. Oh, wow. Uh, we did get a phone call yesterday for one of them. I saw it get put in the oh, okay, off, good. But, but apparently it wasn't one of the three we saw, so there's still three left. Okay. So we have three celebrity ones that have been on the radio you know, <laughs> that, we, that we talk about. So if you want one of those. And this is for the shady patio. This is a hanging basket, which is really kind of unusual, and one that will be blooming from now. It's blooming right now, and it will keep blooming right up to Thanksgiving or to when it gets cool. Yeah, it's a cool one. I mean, we were trying to think of, uh, wasn't it one time we were trying to think of what could you have that was kind of in a shady patio situation that would trail down, um, but that would, would bloom and that would attract wildlife like butterflies and stuff. And I think we came up with purple lantana as one option, but this could be one option too, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. sure. Okay, I'm just saying. What's that, Benka? No, no, the uh, penta. The penta. Oh, penta, yeah. The, the trailing penta. Okay. The nice thing about the Vinca is... Vinca? Who's talking about Vinca? Didn't you mention Vinca? He did. He's got Vinca. Vinca periwinkle in a hanging basket. Is the deer won't eat it. Now, Neil doesn't want you calling it Vinca. Oh, I'm sorry. He wants you calling it periwinkle. Okay. Periwinkle. Man, the Neil, Neil the runs our life. He ain't the boss of us. <laughs> uh, don't, don't, be, don't be telling me. Uh... <laughs> uh, uh yeah, the Vinca, the Vinca. We need to call Neil. <laughs> you want to call Neil next week and talk to him? I got his number. I think we should. All right. If he's not already listening, maybe he'll call. You us. think he listens? No, I don't think he listens. <laughs> That's why Jerry's as brave as he is. <laughs> I don't think he can get us in in McKinney. Sure, just get us on the internet. Oh well, that's true. We'll shoot him an email. You better listen. We're talking <laughs> talking about your column today. Talking smack about you. Yeah. All right, so what else is going on? Well, we got the plant of the weekend, and it's a Dutchman's Pipe Vine. Mm-hmm. So it's a tropical vine. The foliage looks very similar to a red bud, that heart-shaped leaf. Uh, I would grow it in a container, but uh, half-day sun or less. 
uh, unlike some of the other things that uh, you would do this with. Uh, gorgeous bloom. The, when it's in a bud form, it actually looks like a, a pipe, like a smoking pipe with that arched uh, and then the opening at the, at the front. And uh, then it opens up into a really elaborate inside bloom. And kind I suggest cool. you go look for it. I'm going to look for it again real quick. Rare giant Dutchman's pipe. Uh, but, yeah, the bloom is really cool. I mean, it's it's unique looking. Uh, so let's see. I'll, I'll find that right now. All right. So that's on sale. Um, that's for sale. For sale. I'm sorry. Twenty twenty nine ninety nine, and I believe there's eight left. All right. So here's the scoop. Like you heard Trace earlier say that someone called in to get one of the uh, trailing pentas for them for the hanging baskets. Uh, you can call 497-3760, 497-3760. And any one of those plants, just tell them to put it aside for you. They're going to come here tomorrow or Tuesday. Uh, they're open on the 4th. And uh, pick it up, and they'll do that for you. So it's a nice way to get that. So, and that could even be, you know, the um, Laura Bush Petunia. Yeah, we'll pull, we'll pull anything. Cool. All right. Thanks, sir. I'm not, I'm not done. Oh, okay. What's I, I have a question. Okay. Y'all are going to be open on the 4th. Of course. Mm-hmm. Are these sale items? There will be the, some carryover. It, it writes on there, it says, price is good through Monday, July 3rd. The, the items that are on carryover to the Wednesday ad will still be up on Tuesday, and the okay. ones that don't will come down. So to, to find out really what's on sale on Fourth of July, you'll have to go on the internet, uh, well, on a website, webpage. Not really. Well, you'd have to look at you'd have to look at the next ad, or you just call. My suggestion, <laughs> just call well, or come by. I like that even better. Well, if you're old like Jerry, you get the senior, senior discount, discount on Tuesday. So, uh, oh, is that right? Okay. And, and again, some of the items will uh, will move over, so they would get a senior's discount on top of the sale price for those items that are carrying over. Do you really? That are on sale, the, yeah, starting Wednesday. You mean you get the senior discount on top of the sale price? If it is an item that's carried over from ad to ad, yes. I thought it was, that's if there was on sale, you didn't get the senior discount. Staff. Oh. Yeah, that's all. All right. It's all good. So the 4th of July is the day to come for y'all old people. Yep. Um Let's see. There was a decent selection of tomatoes and peppers. I, we were going to ask. The Milton and I were looking for those yesterday. So, you said you put them in the shade over here? Yeah. We needed the, the space over here. So uh, the tomatoes are in the shade for now. And what varieties oh, are they? Do you by remember? the hollies or where are they? No, they're right behind the herbs. Oh, um, the herbs. What's left okay. right now, uh, there's a little bit of celebrity. There was a little bit of this year's rodeo tomato, HM tycoon, and uh, there was a one or two of the uh, dwarf cherry surprise, and then uh, there's about two or three more varieties. Really, one those, or two flats, one or two eaches, and then we're going to add uh, about two or three more varieties to that coming in this week. Okay, and that, it's not far fetched because uh, you know last year. Let's see, we talked about, and of course, Neil talked about pulling them now, uh, and we <laughs> talked about last year pulling them the first week in July or so, and then 
by third the third week in July, we were really pushing the planting. Last year, the second week in July, we were, we were moving through a lot of them. So first and week of July, the number's going to build a little and bit. And it worked last it year. Did. Really, we really had great production last year. So. All right. So, again, more tomatoes, more peppers, holiday week, so it might be, uh, you know, later in the week before they show up. But uh, they are coming. Good. What else? I, I think that's it. Okay, good. we got to take a break, so give us a call at 308-8867, 308-8867, and toll free. It's 866-308-8867. Bill Wick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch, and we're back after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. And it's a great weekend to head on out to Millburgers. We've got some great Texas superstars on sale. We're going to start off with Blue Plumbago, a great versatile plant with its beautiful profusion of sky blue flowers. It handles our hot summers quite well. It attracts butterflies, and it's on sale in the one-gallon container for just four eighty-eight. How about this Texas superstar, Lantana? Clusters of brilliant purple or white or orange and bicolor blooms, including trailing purple and new gold. Now, you'll find it on sale for just three eighty-eight in the one-gallon container. By the way, it's blooming all through the summer. It attracts hummingbirds and butterflies, too. How about this Texas superstar? You're seeing them bloom all around town. They're absolutely gorgeous. That's the Mexican bird of paradise. It's this tropical-looking shrub. You've seen it. It's electric, and it's on sale for just sixteen eighty-eight in the three-gallon container. You'll find these and more at Millburgers. Genie Bath Systems right here in Military City, USA, supports our military and backs it up. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. Now's the time to be proud in the home of the brave. Genie Bath Systems delivers quality to your home with made-in-the-USA walk-in showers and at 30% less than the competition and installed weeks faster than conventional remodeling. The Genie Bath Systems Promise is treating all our listeners with respect, staying within your budget, and making sure you don't have to remodel or repair your bathroom for the rest of your life. Check out their incredible warranty at GenieBathSystems.com. And all veterans and active duty military get a 20% discount. Call for a free quote, and when you purchase a new Genie Bath Systems walk-in shower, you'll receive a free vanity plus bathroom flooring. In the land of the free, that's a $1,500 value. If your bathtub isn't becoming to you, you should be coming to Genie Bath Systems. Call them at 210-739-1372. 210-739-1372 or visit their beautiful showroom off of Broadway on Freedom Drive, GenieBathSystems.com. We like to keep it cool in the summertime. Just any pool won't do we go big time. Still the big is so fantastic. Still Schlitterbahn Water Parks. Get discounted tickets at Schlitterbahn.com. 
If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you understand the pros and cons of annuities. A free book to help you maximize your retirement income from television host and three-time author Josh Melberg has been released. This book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we are about to offer you this free book that unlocks the five little-known secrets we believe baby boomers and seniors should know before buying an annuity. Call 800-725-1616 now and you'll receive a free copy of Josh Milberg's book, Next Gen Annuity Strategies Revealed. As a bonus, we'll also send you a copy of The Number One Mistakes Retirees Are Making With Their Investments Today and a free DVD on how you can get up to 33% more income in retirement. Call 800-725-1616. That's 800-725-1616. Employees of J.D. Milberg Financial have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, we're going to go right to the phone lines now at 308-8867 and talk to James. Hi, James. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Oh, just great, man. Uh, how y'all doing? Good. What's going on? Hey, uh, uh, what was it? Last week I heard you guys talking about tomatoes. You were talking about uh, shelf life. Uh, right. Different varieties. You know, that Valley Girl wrote the book on shelf life, man. Did you ever ever try that tomato? Valley Girl or Valley Cat or... No, you know, that what Valley you... Girl. That's that's the one I always grow in the fall. Uh, yeah. It, it's got... It's real firm. It's got real good shelf life. It's a, it's a real real good uh, smaller tomato about the size of, I guess, a celebrity. Yeah. yeah. I, I was going to talk about that. Uh, uh, Calvin gave me some, gave me some of the some of the tomatoes uh, and listed. In other words, uh, for a taste test, and he put them in uh, Ziploc bags, and then he uh, labeled each each bag. And that's been, I, w- I want to say at least two weeks ago. Oh gosh, more now. Ba- more three, than yeah. three, three weeks ago. Because it was before before the tomato test. Yeah, and uh, there is a significant difference in storage of those tomatoes. Uh, you know, assuming that you, uh, assuming that you uh, uh, start with uh, non-blemished or non-damaged fruit, and uh, I'm just eating. The last of the of the tomatoes. What variety? Uh, Tycoon held up extremely good. Oh wow! And uh, uh, Red Deuce did uh-huh. good. And uh, uh, so all all of those did. Uh, most of those did pretty well. Now I, I, we are also evaluating the new varieties. That'll be the new rodeo tomato variety. And I I must have a. Uh, so, to, so what we do is we go out and harvest about uh, eight or ten fruit uh, of, of the average size that come on that variety, and then I put it in a air conditioned room for uh, for it to redden up. We we want them all to be fully red when we take the pictures, and. Uh, it, it's interesting. I've, I've, we've got um, some big tomatoes. The one called Dixie Red is the one that comes to mind. 
And uh, it's a big tomato. I mean, it's a big tomato. But I bet I've lost 30% of them from rot. Hmm. And, uh, and whereas the rest of the the new ones we're evaluating Nothing. don't use any, lose any to rot. That and, valley uh, girl, Gary, uh, that valley girl is a real good fresh market tomato for me, but I don't grow them in the ground. Uh, all my fall tomatoes are grown in, uh, in root maker, uh, tree bags uh, because I can control the water and it's move them around in, in the shade and the sun, you know. I have more control yeah. over them. To put, to put fall tomatoes in the ground, you've got to spend so much money on water, it's, it's not economical. You get them in bags and containers, it's uh, easier to take care of them, in my opinion. Yeah, commercially speaking, uh, uh, you've got to really, like you say, really water them. They can take the heat and the direct sun, but they cannot take drought. That's what we always tell. And most people that have trouble with fall tomatoes uh, don't water them properly. Well, no, if you, they don't. If you use they don't pre-irrigate their. They don't pre-irrigate their land before they. Yeah, before they plant and uh, things like that. And and of course, I I say that uh, still with in the fall. When you if you're using drip irrigation is the way to go because you can you can turn on your drip hose make sure all the drippers are working now this is after you've pre-irrigated your your uh, soil and fertilized your soil and uh, then you can turn on your drip irrigation system let it run for about an hour hour and a half yeah. and then plant in the wet spots where where you're actually getting that that water applied. Uh, directly to the container or well, to the root system. it's been my experience that everybody starts out real good and does what you say, but, uh, you know, in the middle of August, everybody drops the ball and, and uh, everything uh, starts to go downhill because uh, somebody forgot to water it with the containers. You know, even Grandma can grow some nice fall tomatoes. It's uh, Well, that's a good idea, yeah. Those things are nice. Okay, well... You guys have okay. fun and, and thanks. Well, we'll I, I I think we've tested. I get Valley Cat and Valley Girl mixed up, but I think we've tested fa, uh, Valley Girl before, and it, well, and I, it, 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 it does do well. It, you don't need a lot of disease resistance when you're growing in containers, especially, you know, since it's not nematode resistant. It does pretty well. Right, right. All right, have fun. Okay, thanks, thanks for James. calling in. Bye, James. Bye, bye. All right, three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. There's somebody coming by with a load full of uh, grape myrtles. myrtles yeah. which are on sale, forty percent off. And you can definitely know what color. Yeah, yeah purple fountain grass they're too. Blooming. Yeah, that's going to be pretty. Uh, Calvin mentioned that in his article. Uh, yes, in yesterday's paper too. Uh, I got my new uh, July uh, Milberger Landscape and, uh, nur- and Nursery uh, newsletter, and the first first uh, <laughs> the first question for July is: Spider mites have found our tomatoes. No. Oh. Yeah, and uh, is there an organic solution? Yes. It's called garbage can. Pull them up. Get rid of them once you once you 
Because by the time most people can identify that they have a spider mite problem, it's too late. They're they're really thick on there, and it's it's hard to get spray any type of spray on the on the foliage cover. Yeah, and you're going to be a foliage. little this time of the year. You need to be a little ruthless. Uh, you you know, it's not it's not uh, beyond the pale for you to pull all the full size tomatoes right now. And pull those plants out, especially if you see any spider mites. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, you're we're with this heat, and um, I have to admit, I probably would not pull my tasty leaves at this <laughs> point because they're. Well, yeah, it depends on the condition of the plant. But most of those that I planted earlier, even uh, Tycoon, Red Deuce, HM123, they're they're past the prime, Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, it's time, you know, get them. Get that area cleaned out, and then you can uh, plant the new tomatoes soon. A couple weeks. Yeah, and and if you when you pull them up, when you pull the plants up, if you're growing in the ground or in container, uh, look at the root system. Be sure to examine the root system and make sure there's no nematodes on there. Uh, if you if you if you have nematodes. Uh, you can plant in that same area, but use a nematode-resistant variety. They're like uh, a valley valley cat, I think, is nematode-resistant. Yeah, it is. And okay. and, and uh, celebrity and uh, tycoon is nematode-resistant. And so, so you have to be careful the way you select your varieties uh, if you find knots on the roots. And that's that's a, a root should be a tomato root should be uh, smooth and white. Uh, if you pull it up and it's got knots on it, looks like popcorn on it. Uh, that's nematodes. Or if you pull it up and the roots are brown, or are decayed brown, uh, that's a heavy infestation of nematodes. Uh, and just just because your plant did well or you had fruit on it doesn't mean uh, and you put, doesn't mean that you shouldn't look for nematode because when nematodes are first getting started on okra and things like that the nematode population can actually stimulate production stimulate growth and production. Well, that's a kiss of death when they're on low in, in low population, but then, then they get they damage so much of the root system that they 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 take you out of production. But anyway, far back to the spider mice, uh, the answer was the they they said apply a spray of two tablespoons of liquid seaweed uh, extract in one gallon of water. Once per week to the undersides of the leaves. And see, the problem with that is when the plants get so big at this time of year, you can't get to the underside of the leaves or you can't get a good spray on the leaves. Once the mites appear, increase the spray frequently to two times per week. You may want to pull your spring-planted tomatoes in favor of new transplants planted before the end of July. That, that's in our newsletter. That, that and article that, sounds familiar Yeah, <laughs> to me. And, and then Calvin said in his, uh, said it's time to harvest all the full-size fruit on the spring tomato vine 
They will ripen on the kitchen counter. If the plants are left in place, they will become infection center for spider mites and plant diseases, plant fall tomatoes after mid-July. So, uh, and uh, like I said, you can uh, you can plant them now uh, to to try to try to get some early fruit. Now, the good thing about our our rodeo tomatoes and and varieties that we recommend is that they're heat setters. So, uh, but you don't want after you plant your your uh, tomatoes for the fall. You don't want them to immediately set fruit uh, because you want it to grow a pl- you want to grow a plant for a, for a period of time so you'll have good foliage cover. And you uh, you want to uh, James made a good point on the watering. Uh, yeah, you, a lot of times if it's a hundred degrees out like it's been or high nineties, you're you're not going to get a really immediate response of growth. There'll That's be some, right. There'll be some root development, and you want to keep that plant in good shape but just be be content to to have it uh not grow real fast for a few weeks too hey we're going to take a break while we do give us a call at 308-8867 308-8867 toll free it's 866-308-8867 more of Millburgers gardening south texas is coming up right here on 9:30 a.m the answer Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. And it's a great weekend to head on out to Millburgers. We've got some great Texas superstars on sale. We're going to start off with Blue Plumbago, a great versatile plant with its beautiful profusion of sky blue flowers. It handles our hot summers quite well. It attracts butterflies, and it's on sale in the one-gallon container for just four eighty-eight. How about this Texas superstar, Lantana? Clusters of brilliant purple or white or orange and bicolor blooms, including trailing purple and new gold. Now, you'll find it on sale for just three eighty-eight in the one-gallon container. By the way, it's blooming all through the summer. It attracts hummingbirds and butterflies, too. How about this Texas superstar? You're seeing them bloom all around town. They're absolutely gorgeous. That's the Mexican bird of paradise. It's this tropical-looking shrub. You've seen it. It's electric, and it's on sale for just sixteen eighty-eight in the three-gallon container. You'll find these and more at Millburgers. We're talking with Mike Robert of Robert Custom Homes. And, Mike, what kind of homes does Robert Custom Homes specialize in? Robert Custom Homes truly specializes in luxury, hill country, custom home living. You know, we build everywhere, Canyon Lake and North of that into Blanco, down to the south side of San Antonio and out to Seguin. You know, part of what makes the beauty of our custom homes is the fact that we have an ASID certified interior designer on staff to produce the finest interior design elements available today. Our first meeting is usually at our office to get to know each other, make sure we're going to work well together. And then generally it's a visit to your land. We want to see your land and the layout. And then usually some of our model homes or our properties or clients' properties that are open to us to use as well so we can show customers exactly what we mean by integrity, quality, and distinction. For your custom home, go with a home builder that reflects integrity, quality, and distinction. Robert Custom Homes. Mike, how can we reach you? You can reach us on the web at Robert, that's my last name, R-O-B-A-R-E dot net, Robert dot net. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone 
forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. The right to free speech has been a cornerstone of our democracy from the moment our Constitution was created. And yet, over 200 years later, this crucial right is under attack from an unlikely source. College campuses. With safe spaces, protesting speakers, and political correctness, our universities have become the most dangerous place for ideas in the country. That's why Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla have teamed for their new movie, No Safe Spaces. It's a thoughtful yet entertaining look at how we got here and how we can fix it. But they need your help. Hollywood won't make this movie. The only way to get this important message to the masses is with the help of people like you. And so far, the response has been amazing. Originally, it was slated for a limited release. But as the support poured in, they realized this message is too important. So now they want to get it into theaters across the nation. That's why they've started a campaign to raise enough money to do just that. And you can help. Just go to their website, nosafespaces.com, and donate today. Again, that's nosafespaces.com. As we all grieve the tragic loss of Officer Miguel Moreno and pray for the recovery of Officer Julio Cavazos, it's natural to ask what we as individuals can do for our community of brave first responders. We can offer prayer and comfort. We can also be a positive resource for healing. This weekend, consider joining with the 100 Club of San Antonio to assist the children of local fallen heroes. Find the link to learn more at 930amtheanswer.com. And remember, when you hear a siren, say a prayer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer our phone number 308-8867 308-8867. Don't forget at 2 o'clock we've got a new show uh, called Let's Talk Pets with uh, Paula Dilworth McFarland. She'll be your host. Pets. Uh-huh. We'll I'll them. be darned. Yeah, so be sure to listen to that coming up at 2 o'clock. So their first show today, so you can call them and wish them a happy birthday or good luck. Break a, break a leg. I don't know. Do we break or legs? Or get bit by the dog. Or... Yeah, something. Uh, whatever, you, whatever. Are you the host, Method? No, no, no. Paula is. Oh. Paula's the host. Okay. So uh, they'll do fine, but it's like, you know, just... If you've got pet questions at uh, 2 o'clock, there'll be somebody that can help you out. All right, 308-8867, 308-8867. Uh, they brought up a good question, a good uh, comment about watering the newly established plants at this time of the year. And uh, that's why I say drip irrigation, where you can... Uh, uh, he, he, the, the caller mentioned that... Uh, that at when you first put them in, that that you uh, you judiciously take care of them and water them properly, and uh, on the on using larger tomato transplants like we have here, I don't think you can overwater them. Uh, I know you can't with a drip irrigation system, but uh, a lot of times when you when you use a smaller root ball on a plant. Uh, it has a tendency to, uh, you have a tendency to to overwater them before they get well established. What I do, when I first plant them, I do, I start the drip immediately, but I also hand water just, you know, just uh, right. every day for three, four, five days. Right. 
just to make sure that we're getting uh, because the yeah, they've got the root system and tomatoes are pretty fast to adjust the root oh, system. Oh yeah, but uh, they do have to get used to that that wet spot where the drip is, and uh, and then hopefully always you know it's always nice when you get a nice rain in there yeah. too. But that's why I say always turn your drip system on for an hour or so, and then plant in the wet spot. Mm-hmm. So now you know where the where you know where the drip is going to be, and then when you when you operate that drip system, at least an hour every day, uh, it it waters that smaller root system every day, and you can do that for thirty days, and you won't overwater an hour every day, and you and you conserve moisture. Now the way the commercial people do it is uh, they. Uh, or either flood irrigation or uh, center pivot irrigate, so they wet the whole soil profile uh, almost weekly. Yeah, not every day. Though. And not, not not every day, but they they're wetting the whole soil profile. So, and this goes for our landscape shrubs too. Uh, we had a question in said the landscaper I used last year planted boxwoods against my house. Some of them died, and some have dead branches. Now, uh, uh, we always tell, at least I always tell people, uh, if you, if you plant shrubs, especially in there around here, stick with the hollies because they're the toughest plants that you got. But I did the same thing with hollies, with the dwarf uh, uh, Burford holly. I plant, plant them against the house. Some of them died, uh, just just exactly like she described, and uh, and somebody had uh, bad leaves. Uh, I mean, uh, dead bed branches, and uh, it looked like it looked like diseased leaves. And I I had plant pathologists uh, people come over and look at them and sent samples in and everything else, and finally figured out. It was the way I, I wasn't watering them. The rip ball, yeah. It was my fault. Yeah, we've got we've had a lot of those kind of calls, especially during the droughty times. And, oh yeah. And people say, well, I did water them, you know, and the, a couple of dabs or seven seconds of watering is not right. Enough. And it's got to it's got to really be at the base because that root ball takes a while to get out there into the soil. So you want to wet that. That root ball. And you'll see, now, hollies aren't too bad. You can see a little, uh, them drying out a little bit, and so you can save them. Uh, some of the plants, though, once they've started to decline, um, you know, it's pretty hard to, to yeah. bring them back. So, and I, but on, it's not like tomatoes. You don't have to do it every day or every other day, but uh, uh, if you start you got to give them a good issue. soaking at least once a week. Yeah. And uh, if you're seeing a little of some symptoms, do it a couple times that week so you catch up. And uh, the, the sad thing about it said the landscaper felt it was aphids that killed them. Yeah, I heard that. I read that. Yeah. So uh, anyway, by the way, aphids don't kill plants. Not usually. Uh, now, aphids can be a secondary invader to a weakened plant that hadn't been watered properly. But it is funny that, well, it's not funny, but it's just a reaction. People don't like 
to see insects on their plants. Even even with milkweeds, where we see, the, I mean, they're traditionally they have that yellow aphid on there, and people say, well, how do I control that aphid? And I say, well, you know, you don't need to control that aphid. Yeah. They, they don't seem to hurt the the plants, and when, and your main reason for planting milkweeds is for butterflies. Uh, so, but they they listen to you, and then they say, well, do you suppose I could spray it off with some you know some kind of organic spray or something so if you don't like aphids on there just spray it off with water if you must yeah yeah that'll take care of them. said if you were using some, getting back to our dying boxwood or hollies if you were using some type of drip system and were not soaking the soil deeply with a garden hose and water breaker by hand these plants probably were all at the brink of being lost some survived, others did not. Uh, I, I learned a new term. It said uh, a few were winged, W-I-N-G-E-D, winged in the process, wounded but not killed. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what my hollies were uh, doing. They were they were trying to hang on on adverse condition. Now I think, but uh, they uh, they still they had that winged. Uh, our damage look. Uh, and I, I think on boxwoods, they can, they can be a little unpredictable. Sometimes you th- you can do everything right, and they still don't yeah. uh, survive. Whereas uh, holly, generally, if you can keep that uh, root ball wet, they're gonna they're gonna survive. And he, he makes a statement in here: new nursery plants must be watered by hand for their first twelve to twenty-four, basically two years. Gracious. In the landscape, that's a, that's a long time. That is a long time. But uh, during that drought period. That but in in my in my landscape, I think he's absolutely right because uh, it I, I I neglected to mention where I planted those hollies. It took me an hour and a half for, to build, dig a hole deep enough to put a gallon container in, in solid stone. So uh, was that uh, back when you were young, or was it? Yeah, it was back when I was young, because <laughs> we were using a, a rock bar, you know, yeah. uh, one of these. I was chip, literally chipping out a hole in in solid, solid, solid rock. But uh, nor and, and he said normal landscape irrigation alone will not be enough until they establish new roots into into adjacent soil. That's that's a a valuable uh, couple of sentences there that most people don't understand. Like a new homeowner, they pl- they plant shrubs, and uh, and then they've got a automatic watering system to water the grass. Sprinkler, sprinkler system to w- water the grass, and you got to realize that those sprinkler systems are not behind the shrubs; they're in front of the shrubs. So they need supplemental water for you, all you new homeowners. And they don't, and they don't generally don't penetrate. They maybe penetrate enough yeah. water, enough for the lawn, but not for the other plants. So you got new plants must be watered by hand for their first 12 to 24 months in the landscape. Hey, can I uh, make a? Uh, our friends at Guadalupe County, uh, the master gardeners there, have uh, asked us to. And invite everybody in the county or adjacent counties that if you want to participate 
in their Master Gardener program. It's going to start on August 8th, run through December 5th, Tuesday afternoons, 1245 to 445. And you can become an active Master Gardener. It's a great chapter to participate in. There is a $190 cost uh, for the manual and other training materials, wide range, the, so the best instructors, uh, and uh, once a week. And then the projects are wonderful. You have fun. You learn a lot. And uh, uh, you get a chance to, to put, use your knowledge uh, to, for public service or some great projects. If you want more information about that Master Gardener class, it's Guadalupe Master Gardener class, call the AgriLife Extension in Seguin, uh, Texas, or just go uh, Guadalupe uh, County Master Gardeners, and you'll, you'll find it on their website, too. So uh, lots of uh, more information, and they invite you. They want you to, to sign up for the August 8th beginning. All right, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867. We're going to take a break and get you caught up with the news in just a second. Uh, but I want to remind you that if you're looking for a lot of different activities, like Calvin mentioned, you need to go to millburgernursery.com, millburgernursery.com. And that, on the website, you'll find uh, there's one by the Native Plant Society, things that are happening, all the things that are happening at Millburgers are listed, including some upcoming workshops and, and children's uh, gardening classes. So go to millburgernursery.com, and you can learn more there, as well as get a copy either digitally or uh, in print of the uh, Millburger newsletters. That's millburgernursery.com. We'll take a break and come back in just a moment. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Our phone number 308-8867. 308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. The number to call to be a part of the show. So we got a guy here with his grape side vines are yeah. losing the foliage in the center, and he's yeah. watering them twice a day for an old grape, 10-year-old grape. And you think that's too much? I think that's too much. I, th- I think you can, you can you can get a root rod on grapes Oh, things like that, uh, especially if you're watering that much. So I told him to cut back to wa- watering once a week. Well, you know, if it's an old grape like that, it's well established. Well, in a typical typical pattern that we see a lot, not just on grapes. Grapes are unusual because they got huge root system, but uh, a plant in this kind of weather, you know, we've had wonderful rain all spring, Mm -hmm. then we've had two months of hot, dry weather. So you get a little leaf drop and a little dry. And so then, then that's usually when the fertilizer and the the excessive water starts. Right. And you can have this, you know, it's the problem started with being dry, but now it could be uh, oh, I washed too. So, I mean, should He be, said he got new shoots at the top that look, well, he said they were yellow too. They kind of faded a little bit, yeah. Yeah. But it's hard to believe that if you did, I think your recommendation of that once a week watering, I don't think... You could it'd be hard to kill it by drying it out at this point. Oh yeah, ten years ten old. Ten year old. Oh, yeah. That thing's got a massive root system. Yeah. 
So maybe, maybe we should have recommended an iron chelate. I, I, I mean to green it up, you know. But uh, I, th- I think the water is a problem. Uh, uh, he, I was scared when he's talking about. I was, of course, with water not much. He could be in into a root rot problem. But uh, that should kind of correct itself yeah. when he quits water. Even so if a big plant like that lost half its roots, you'll have yeah, you'll have shoots coming up. Come through. So. Speaking of water, and Calvin mentions in his uh, digging now uh, section that with the heat and dry weather, the water in bird baths is very important to the wildlife in your landscape. Rinse and refill them each day. Each day. Yeah, and uh, the people have quit talking about mosquitoes because, <laughs> as, as Jerry and I. Um, uh, mentioned uh, in this kind of weather, the water in a bird bath does not last more than one day. It's uh, uh, evaporating. You don't have to worry about the algae either. Yeah, and, accumulating. And it's not only the evaporation, but the birds are serious about that. I mean, they'll they'll be most situations they'll be in there splashing. Yeah, they splash the water out. What the what is that all about? <laughs> so you got bird splashers and you got bird drinkers. Yeah. So that's a that that's kind of a fun thing too to get a if you got kids or grandkids coming to visit uh, get a bird bath keep it full and so one of the best ways to observe a lot of action with the birds and what what last year weren't we counting species that we oh, said yeah. at least six species and then if you had a little running a little dripper which is pretty simple you can get on the uh, on the web or places like Millburgers and uh, you. You might see ten different species in a in a day at a bird bath. So. And if you don't believe that they appreciate the water, uh, turn on a sprinkler out in the backyard to water your grass, and let it run for about. Um, uh, I, I imagine after ten minutes, you'll have birds hmm. bathing in it, uh, shaking it out, uh, and playing in the in the sprinkler. And I, hummingbirds will come to those sprinklers. Oh I've had, yeah, I've they, had people yeah, they, say they, fly they, they won't come. I said, "Well, oh yeah, they will." You just need to come and look. At, yeah, <laughs> they'll come. I, I guess they're getting the little droplets right out of midair. Yeah, yeah and it's uh, you know it's fun. It's cool. It's probably cool around that. Area. Yeah, yeah. So they they seem to enjoy it, and they do bring in. They they have their little dog fights running, yeah. going through the sprinkler. Too, it's so. amazing how fast they find that sprinkler. I mean, you you could have not been watering for a week, and you turn that sprinkler on, and I I, I give it at least 10 to 15 minutes, if not less, that those birds are yeah. all different kinds of species are in the in that water. You also, uh, the birds also discover any leaks you may have. Oh. Yeah, that's true, yeah, too. Yeah, if you see them coming... Uh, cruising in to a particular spot and uh, consistently then you go check it out i found uh, emitters that have been broken and uh, hoses drip hoses that have a leak and uh, they the water is important to them and it's uh, one of the best ways to help them out in the summer and uh, get a chance to observe them yeah and there's a, ni- there's a nice article in uh, like i say in the july issue of a uh, millburger uh 
Landscape um, uh, newsletter about uh, water features, about enjoying water features at this time of the year. And uh, 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 the water features, when it's so hot and dry, are, are really nice and cooling and, and relaxing. So uh, there's a good article about that that talk, talked about uh, uh, one one thing I found interesting. They said the worst thing to do is change the water. It said replacing the water will only delay the developing balance of the new pond's ecosystem. Only nature can that only nature can correct. When fertilizing the lawn, take care not to contaminate the pond. With, and and that probably won't kill the fish to put fertilizer in or let it drain in there, but it'll grow the algae big time. Now, of course, you don't want the Roundup to get in there, but no, the plants. No, no. Uh, especially herbicides, especially. But uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking that they're mainly talking about uh, And it doesn't have to fertilizer. Remind you, it doesn't have to be complex. Simple bird bath is really... The first step, and then you can get really sophisticated if you want. And yeah. it's attractive and um, really attracts the birds. Not to mention the squirrels and yeah. the other other varmints like that. Raccoons. Raccoons and things like that. That's, that's been the challenge I've had is to find a bird bath that's sturdy enough to stand with all that, that weight on there, squirrels and white wings and... Things like that, uh, without tipping it over, and they get to get to splashing in there. They get carried away with themselves. Yeah. Also, uh, try to have the bird bath at least six feet away from shrubs and thick uh, trees, uh, small trees. So, so the cover is close enough that they can flee to it if there's uh, hawks going over. Uh, but also, it's far enough away that uh, cats. Neighborhood cats can't sit in there and jump because uh, uh, white white wing uh, a white wing that's wet and have been having fun in a bird bath or any kind of bird is uh, is pretty vulnerable to a, a cat that's uh, crawling up there and can get real close and make a good jump at it. They've got a really good article on um, uh, establishing and helping young trees through the summer. In this newsletter, which, uh, by the way, you said we said, did you say you could pick it up? You could pick it up here, I or did, you can get it on the, you can get on the internet. I mentioned uh, the internet, but I didn't mention you could just get it here too. Yeah, and it's color, it's color on the internet. Yeah, the digital uh, when, version when, is color. Uh, when I, I get my uh, hard copy, and uh, it's it's in black and white, but. Uh, got a lot of good information in it and uh, well done with some even with some visuals in there uh, were talking about pruning roses they talk about uh, except for the climbing variety should be pruned in early August so that's that's another another month before fall blooms for to ensure fall bloom so we'll be talking more about that in uh, in early August. Got Trace up here, but our number 308 
8867, the number to call with your gardening questions. What's going on, Tracy? you got a big list of something there. Right? Oh, that's, uh, yeah, crepe myrtles. Oh, okay. This is just for me to be able to order. So oh, okay. I know what we got out there. Make, I got you. Make sure I have all the varieties that I'm supposed to have. You're uh, going to order crepe myrtle? I thought we were having a sale on crepe myrtle, 40% off. Well, yeah, I'm going to order some. Oh, I thought you were just going to sell available supplies. Oh, no. No, this is crepe myrtle season. Oh, no fun. okay. I'm yeah. sorry. Oh, but well, I mean, if we're going to do that, I've to, got one, two, that's three, a good way four, to do five, it. six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, oh, seventeen, Lord. eighteen, nineteen, twenty. I have twenty different varieties of crepe myrtles on special. Wow. And, and some of them are blooming, so you can see, actually right, see lot, the colors. A lot of them are blooming. And they're, uh, and they're all on your chart? Uh, the, yeah, I believe they're all on the chart. Now, there's a whole lot on the chart that we can't get a hold of. But uh, yeah. this is a, a pretty good sampling of what crepe myrtles can do. There's some out there that will only get 18 inches tall all the way to uh, 40 foot tall, depending on variety. And there's still a few of that Princess series left yeah. out there. There's not a whole lot. but uh, Tell people about that again. That was Well, that was cool. a series that I got out of Oklahoma, and they were all shorter-growing but upright varieties. And there was variations of colors and, and sizes, but they were kind of kind of cool. Yeah, they were kind of cool. And those went, those were real popular. We had people walk up on the, uh, Trace always leaves the plant kind of on the counter or, so, or the porch as a reminder. And there are people just walking up and grabbing them. Well, that's, uh, where, that's where the king's mantle went last week. Oh, that's last right. Week. That's Somebody right. Took it right off the, the desk. Yeah. Did I see Bradbury wine on there? Yeah, that's on there. I didn't. I didn't think it was on the market. We tried to get it on the market. Well, it's been on the market for years. Uh oh. I'll give you one guess. Who grows it? Uh oh. Greenleaf? No. Well, they might too. Co- but color spot. The color spot. You bet. Yeah. Okay. That Brad Bradbury wine was uh, named was, after Joe Bradbury. Right. That, that was his. Who was a co-owner to Milberger's Nursery? Yes, it was. When it so. when it started. In fact, he 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 picked this location. And he did a good that job. Milberger's. Yeah, uh, he sure did. Located on. And it's a it's a vigorous uh, purple. Yep, it's definitely a pretty purple. And uh, and he Bradbury liked to drink wine, so we named it Bradbury wine. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. What color purple is it? It's a, it's if a, you like scotch, it, would it have been Bradbury scotch? Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's true. If we'd had a scotch color. So what color purple? It's a. Uh, it's like uh, uh, the 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 what's the name of the purple? Catawba. 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 Okay. Uh, Catawba has a tendency to be a kind of a wheat grower. Yeah, Catawba's a, um, but it's unpredictable. A yeah, bit, it's I unpredictable. Found, yeah. And this Bradbury wine was to, to be a uh, to be a substitute for Catawba. Oh, because we had that question um, last week about a purple. They were seeing a purple um, uh, crepe myrtle that they liked. And stuff. That's right. But that was in Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, but uh, out of all the purples, dwarf royalty is probably the most commonly planted all over the place. Okay. Oh, huh, okay. And do we have that? I'm pretty sure we do. Good. See, there we go. We we do. Yeah, Bradbury wine is going to be uh, 10 to 12 feet. I thought. I th- yeah, that sounds right. Is that what's on there? I'm pretty sure. I, I'm thinking of the original plant, which is out at uh, uh, Color Spot Nursery. 
And then I have I have one at the greenhouse, and uh, it's it's a pretty plant. Okay, I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking for it online. Let's Google. No, it. I doubt Ooh, it. Ooh, man. Uh, apparently, Greenleaf does grow it too. Because uh, oh, that's the site I'm on. They, they, they had a joint grow oh, on that. That's between. a pretty. Can you see it? Uh, I gotta be careful, tournament. Can you see it yet? Yeah, I see it. Okay, Calvin, you want to see it? I'm just wondering if that's my picture. Oh, could be. Just take credit for says, it. Says courtesy. Take credit. Says a courtesy picture. In your middle name, courtesy. Yeah, my, my middle name is courtesy. <laughs> no. <laughs> has, it, has it got black? Has it got a black? Ornery? Is there an ornery? Black background? Very dark. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bet that's yours. That's fine. All right. Looks like velvet background. Uh, can't tell, but could be. There's nothing on it. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Nice picture, courtesy. Thank you. All right. Yeah, it's pretty. All right, sorry. Well, I, I got okay. you off track. That's all right. Jerry actually did. Oh, okay. Reading my list <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, did, I just thought <laughs> when you put them on sale for 40% off that you were just selling available supplies. I didn't realize you were bringing no, these them are, in. These are quality crepe myrtles, and they, they deserve a home in somebody's oh, house. And, okay. And the growing operations still have them, so we're just giving Giving everybody a good deal and uh, increase the great murder nice. population in San Antonio. That's nice. All right. So uh, what else is going on? Well, let's see. We had the, the Laura Bush petunias come in. Mm-hmm. Orange pots for a buck ninety-nine. It's a, a very hard petunia to find. Uh, we normally can only get a handful of them around this time of year. And it's, it's super easy to grow. So if you walk out in your yard and your other petunias with the larger blooms are melting, uh, this variety will thrive in the heat, unlike the other ones. Now, I'm going to do Calvin's idea. Okay. I'm going to try to do a three-gallon container. Is that what you suggested? Oh, gosh, yeah. They do fine. In yeah, it kind of yeah. mounds up. And do you keep trimming it and shaping uh, it? or you yeah. just No, I don't. But, you, you know, it's uh, it has a nice... Once it gets... It's in full sun, and it starts... Like, the, the one we're looking at is leggy, but it'll fill out the minute it's in full sun, and then... And you you can, I guess you could prune it if you want. Absolutely. To. But uh, what we usually do is uh, prune it completely back, and say we plant something else in there for a little while, or or when you transplant it to someplace else, you cut it back and then put it in in another. And of course, it's back up growing, just like Trace says, really pretty quickly. I thought your idea was good too about if you had a container plant like a. Uh a lime or something that you were growing in a container yeah. to let that be on the bottom, so you had the, the just yeah, and that it's, didn't have just well, and it gets it gets naked dirt. It gets naturalized in your landscape. Naked dirt. <laughs> you selling a naked dirt over here? I must. <laughs> uh, I'll have to go read, read some of those bags. Naked, naked soil. Okay. They get naturalized in your landscape, and then you've always got some little seedlings around that cool. you can plant wherever you need them to fill in. Yeah, this plant that Trace brought up here for us to look at uh, uh, has just full of seed pods. Just full of seed pods. And blooms. And blooms. So is that a good one for me to get if my goal is to... That's a good one. For me, that particular one? That's a good one. Okay. And I don't have to put it away. Oh, there there you go. Okay, I'll help you (laughs) you out with it. That's what I'm about here. All right, what else? I say that, but... Normally, I end up leaving them up here, and Charles ends up putting them away. <laughs> thank, thank you, Charles, and Milton is going to buy the one. So okay, so you don't have to come up on the porch. Dutchman's pipe, you may have to get find it. Uh, yeah, I couldn't. No, you, heard, you heard the echo from Charles back there listening that 
Sure, Tracy was saying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you right. still have Grandma's yellow robe there's around? A hand, there's a handful of them, but we still have people calling on it. So oh, good. Uh, oh, good. Uh, the, the days are numbered, so if you want a Grandma's yellow, you better give us a holler. So what does that mean when you tell us that people are calling on them? Well, we sold a couple today from people calling in that okay. came and picked them up. Told a couple yesterday that people did pick up. Oh, good. So what Trace means is that if you want a Grandma's yellow rose, hard to find, uh, then uh, you can call the nursery and tell them to put them aside for you at 497-3760. And two people picked them up today. A couple people said they'll pick them up tomorrow. So call 497-3760. But lots of folks are taking advantage of that. It's a real good real good way to do it. If you hear we, us talk about it and your ears perk up, well, don't wait. Just call 497-3760. And say, okay, yep, I'd like that Dutchman's pipe or that Grandma's yellow. And ro- those- ro- roses are easy to transplant. You do have to... Well, that watering we talked about, you do have to water them at that ba- at the base, but they, you know, it's about a hundred percent survival on on roses as long as you you water them in, they they recover quickly. Let's see what else. Uh, well, yesterday we talked a lot about the baskets, so I made myself a list so we can. I've been watching the zinnia baskets, and I I hope uh, there's more. Those are ten-inch pots on the zinnia zinnias. Yeah, so, they're, uh, they're beautiful. They are pretty. And Summer uh, show. I mean, that's a typical. 30 or 40 more coming this week. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. But I'm going to start with pintas because I forgot to write it down. Yeah. So we do have a few trailing pintas and hanging baskets. Uh, looks like two red and one white. And uh, you are welcome to call and reserve one. But we yep. also got in on that hanging basket sale, needle point ivy. Let me get my glasses on because I'm hard, hard time reading my own writing. Asparagus fern, pilea. Uh, which is also known as Creeping Charlie. We also have Creeping Ginny, Moss Rose, Mandevilla, and, you know, I skipped over Purslane. We have Purslane, uh, Rosemary Blue Days, Mexican Heather, Airplane Plant, Sweet Potato Vine, Boston Fern, and Silver Ponyfoot. Huge selection of baskets all on sale for, what would you say that was, 12-something? 12 1288 uh, Yeah, I think so. 1288 Excellent price. All regular, sixteen ninety nine. You can have some instant gratification, hang them around for uh, 4th of July to brighten up your patio. Yeah. Cool. All right. Anything else we missed? Tomatoes, more tomatoes coming more in? More tomatoes coming. Uh, few Give us till Wednesday on that varieties, uh, some more peppers coming. Uh, so we'll have a better selection of that. And, the, and those selections will build over the next uh, four to five weeks, and then they'll start going the other direction, uh, back down to small amounts. But plant of the weekend, yep. we got in something called Dutchman's Pipe. Mm-hmm. And this is a, a gorgeous tropical vine. The leaf looks real similar to a red bud in shape, so it's a heart-shaped leaf. Uh, very fast-growing, and it has this elaborate bloom uh, bud that looks like a pipe, like a, like a, like your, well, I don't know about your father. My father used to smoke a pipe. Yeah. And my grandfather. So uh, it, the, the bud looks like that, and then it opens up real fancy inside. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it is. Google it, and you'll, you'll, uh, you, the, it's a very, it's a fascinating look. So, uh, and then that's another one too. It's twenty nine. Twenty nine ninety nine, and I did not count them again. So uh, limited selection. So please call soon. Four nine seven three seven six zero. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, give us a call at three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Did I miss anything? Nope, I think that's it. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on nine thirty a.m. This is the answer. 
Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. And it's a great weekend to head on out to Millburgers. We've got some great Texas superstars on sale. We're going to start off with Blue Plumbago, a great versatile plant with its beautiful profusion of sky blue flowers. It handles our hot summers quite well. It attracts butterflies, and it's on sale in the one-gallon container for just four eighty-eight. How about this Texas superstar, Lantana? Clusters of brilliant purple or white or orange and bicolor blooms, including trailing purple and new gold. Now, you'll find it on sale for just three eighty-eight in the one-gallon container. By the way, it's blooming all through the summer. It attracts hummingbirds and butterflies, too. How about this Texas superstar? You're seeing them bloom all around town. They're absolutely gorgeous. That's the Mexican bird of paradise. It's this tropical-looking shrub. You've seen it. It's electric, and it's on sale for just sixteen eighty-eight in the three-gallon container. You'll find these and more at Millburgers. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing during the decline in the U.S economy. The Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-461-8937. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-461-8937. For the help that you need, don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-461-8937 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-461-8937. There was a time when college campuses were the front line in the battle to protect free speech. But today, it's the most dangerous place for ideas in our country. Political correctness, protesting speakers, and safe spaces have put our First Amendment rights under attack. And this isn't a partisan issue. Even liberal comedians like Bill Maher and Jerry Seinfeld refuse to perform on college campuses because of this. That's why Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla are hitting the road to confront this growing problem in their new movie, No Safe Spaces. It's an effort to understand why this is happening and how we can protect our rights in the future. But they need your help. Hollywood won't make this movie. That's why they created a campaign to raise the funds themselves. And the response has been overwhelming. It's clear you want this message out there. So now they want to get this movie into theaters all across the country. And you can help. Just go to their website, nosafespaces.com, and donate today to help get this important message out to the masses. That's nosafespaces.com. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation, and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, You're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomlineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottomline Realty Advisors We get the landlord off your bottom line 
and welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. I'm Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch on a pretty day. We're sitting out here at Millburgers at 1604 on Bull Road, enjoying the sunshine, the beautiful plants, and the questions that we get from you when you call us at 308-8867. So I have a question. Yes. Uh, yeah. Be afraid. What's the best type of sprinkler to buy? You were mentioning the sprinklers and the hummingbirds and stuff. and Pulsating the, sprinkler. The... Yeah. Okay. Not a... Not the... Not the over-the-top thing. Okay. But it shoots the water so high in the air and it evaporates. evaporates so you don't get as much. the ground. Whereas the pulsating sprinkler... Can lose 40 or 50% of that water. Wow, really? When that it's much? a day like this. Yeah. Windy and hot. Okay. Easy. And the pulsating sprinkler, you can kind of lower it, and the droplets are big. Big drops. Big drops. And uh, now and, they and you can control the, the area that it's, you know, you can. Unfortunately, the hummingbirds like the, the one well, that do oh, that. Oh, yeah. The best, like... but they, they have more, seem to have more fun with it. I don't know. <laughs> the pulsating one really shoots that water pretty hard. Those little hummingbirds would. Take yeah. a hit. Shoots them out of the air, sky. <laughs> well, but they kind of they kind of come in between the the shoots, and they get that little when that little hitter a piece of metal hits the spray. They, there's a little bit of water that drips there. And yeah, that's where they get it. So. Okay, that's good to know. That's what I thought. I knew that I knew they were real efficient. I had heard they were uh, an Israeli invention. That they. Uh, I don't know about that. Oh, okay. That they've been there that, forever. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But uh, which was some place that probably needs to be very good at conservation of water. Oh yeah, the Israelis um, have done a lot of work on drip irrigation, and when you have no water, you have to <laughs> you have to be careful with it. it. All right, three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. That's three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Okay, we got Lisa, I think, on the line. Lisa, or Liza. Hi there. Welcome to the show. How are you? Is this Lisa? Is this Liza? It's Liza. That's what I thought. Hey, Liza. What's going on? <laughs> well, first I want to let y'all know, especially Uh-oh. Trace, I've been growing that Dutchman's Pipe Gigantica for years. In fact, I brought you guys a bloom of it at one of That's the functions right. at the Botanical. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. And we, and we told you morning sun, afternoon shade. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what he doesn't tell you is how aggressive it is. So oh. for those people who purchase it, buyer beware. He hasn't mentioned the color, which is a deep maroon on the blue. Yeah. We, yeah, and we that it has a velvety feel to it. He, he did mention that it's not... Not a favorite butterfly plant. Is that, if you had that same experience? Right. But in fact, so it, may, there may be a it toxin. It does not attract any, any kind of insect whatsoever. Okay. Uh, so there is a, some kind of inherent toxin in there to protect the plant. Now, how yeah, do you it, do yours in the wintertime? Well, won't that thing freeze? It dies back in the winter, but if it is established like mine is, it's it barely hardy. touches it. Okay. Root hardy. Right. But uh, the question I have is on a Bulbophyllium phalaenopsis. 
Oh, yeah. I'm what? A phalaenopsis orca. Oh, okay. Bubba right. phylum. Right. Or it's also known as a Wilbur's gift. Or a um, moth rose. A moth orchid. Are we talking? No. Phalaenopsis, right? No, this is a different kind of orchid. Oh. But it's Bubophyllium phalaenopsis, or Wilbur's gift. It's got uh, two, right now it's got two big leaves on it, and it's supposed to bloom with one of those real smelly flowers. You know, you're not talking about kerrigan, though. I mean, you, death flowers, are you? Yeah, it's like those, except it's this is instead of it being like the voodoo plant, this is uh, orchid. Oh, it's that's not lovely, like that. Lisa. I, I would expect you to have uh, such a plant. <laughs> yeah, they, the poisonous, uh, the, the poisonous the, the, Dutch The, fly, the flower is lovely, but it smells like a dead body. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Do, why well, do you have this wonderful plant? Is it is it in the uh, bathroom or or it's, is it in the it's outdoors? It's outdoors. It's with the rest of my orchids. But when I purchased it, I didn't I didn't get the opportunity because the individual who was doing the sale was so swamped with customers. I didn't want to hang around. So basically, what I wanted to find out is how long it takes for it to grow before I actually see a bloom. Well, that, <laughs> that always depends on, uh, of course, how you water it and take care of it. You say it's got two big leaves on it now? Right, because it has, it has two big bulbs that are above ground, and then from each bulb it has one leaf. Yeah. I've I've heard some of them that have taken ten years to. Wait a minute. That that carrion plant, right? The yeah. big, the big one, yeah. But it, okay. so, but okay. it, I guess it depends on the the situation, the environment. But, but, but she's in a hurry to smell that dead body uh, fragrance. <laughs> well, I don't. Well, I'm I, in a hurry I, to see it bloom. I don't know about smelling it, but I'm in a hurry to see it bloom. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's the most manageable. I think it does what it wants, basically. But uh, don't, uh, don't well, all the plants do that? <laughs> no, there's yeah, some, some some a little easier. <laughs> Do, do you have it in, uh, what kind of conditions do you have it in? Is it in a pot or in the ground? It's in a hanging, ba- hanging basket hanging with basket. the sphagnum moss. Okay. okay. Gracious. They get big. Yeah. Well, I hope so. <laughs> but that that's be tough to hang in a, hold up in a, hang, a hanging basket in sphagnum peat moss. Well, I've seen them, uh, the, um, the staghorns. That have gotten humongous right. in California. Oh, yeah, yeah like, I mean, four-foot containers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's really my kind of hope for this one. I just don't know if I'm going to outlive it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you mean the 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 dead body fragrance may be yours instead of the plant? <laughs> 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 that's a possibility, but I didn't know if there was a way to uh, expedite its growth or, I mean, just normal fertilizing and, and keeping it in the humid conditions might How might How often trick. are you fertilizing it? I haven't fertilized it at all because, 
I haven't fertilized it at all because I just I got it probably two weeks ago. Oh, okay. Well, I wonder if there's anybody out there that's had some experiences. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. You know, somebody that's worked at the botanical gardens or something. Yeah, somebody at the botanical gardens, or they visited one of the national arboretums or something where they they have these special presentations on the yeah. plant as it's blooming. I would water it with a uh, about half a per, a half half strength uh, water soluble fertilizer at least once a week. Okay. I mean, the pot's probably not more than six inches, eight inches. Wow. Yeah, they're they're uh, epiphytes, right? I mean, that's why the pots are so small and the plants are so big. Yeah, so I just but I uh, just think of them being so top heavy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that, hopefully, that, maybe Al or Paul the, will be listening and they'll know something about it. Yeah. Where where where's Manuel when you need him, right? <laughs> well, I'll keep listening. Maybe, a, a, like you said, a caller will know something more, yeah. and then we'll get some more information on it. Did you get it at the flea market, or where'd you get it? Uh, I got it at Miller's Tropicals in Dripping Springs. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he was one of the vendors there at the Festival of Flowers, but he didn't bring this particular plant with him. Okay. Doom and gloom. <laughs> Lisa's garden. Yeah. Lisa must be outside. I don't know why there's such a tremendous demand for that flower plant. Well, Are actually, you outside, they're very Lisa? expensive. Yeah, they're very expensive, very rare, and it was hard to pry it out of his hands to get one. And I've never seen it on the Master Gardener schedule for training either no. on uh, how to grow the carrion plant. Yeah. All right, we'll see if anybody knows anything about it. Alrighty, okay. I appreciate it. Thank you Thanks. for calling. Bye, Lisa. All right, 308-8867. Bye, Lisa. 308-8867. Bert is on the line. Hey, Bert, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? All right, greetings to you all. Uh, yeah, that's one plant I definitely want no part of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just got a question. I heard you talking about drip irrigation and stuff a little earlier in the show. And I was wondering if y'all have any links, or when Master Gardeners does it, do they have any links? Like, I know Israel did, did a great thing about transferring a desert into a productive, uh, you know, of produce and fruit and vegetables and such. Is there any right. link on, on your sites about that, about, uh, you know, drip irrigation? I'm planning on moving out west, so I want to be very conservative on my water use. Oh, yeah, we've got our publication, that I think, is on plantanswers.com. It's, uh, uh, the old one we did? It's, it's under drip drip irrigation. Just go to plantanswers.com and uh, do a search, and, and the, the first uh, search box, the first search engine to the right uh, on uh, drip irrigation. And uh, we've got quite a bit. Uh, of information on drip irrigation. Yeah, because in Louisiana, I use soaker hoses, and I was just thinking that's just, like, not as pinpointed as I want, and that probably loses a lot of moisture to the atmosphere here in, you know, south-central mm. Texas and west Texas. Well, well now, leaky yeah. hoses can be all right. Leaky hoses, 
the problem with them is they stop up with a calcium. Yeah, yeah and there you do have to stay alert water. on the water pressure for sure. Yeah. All right. But well, yeah, drip, 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 drip can be really efficient if you do it right. Yeah, because I'm looking at timers, you know, like uh, wind-up timers and such, too, or maybe now solar power because I'm thinking about some, um, hmm. ah, what's that, hydroponics. I'm thinking about some of that. So it would definitely be interesting to see how one versus the other, drip irrigation versus hydroponics. No. Quit, quit thinking about hydroponics. That's, that's, a pro- that's a problem waiting to happen. Well, it, it, it requires a lot of attention for sure. Yeah, uh, drip, drip, drip irrigation, even though it sounds complex, is a is a very simple uh, simple concept. All okay, right. So you would uh, you would just say like in, uh, instead of emitters, like uh, from the main hose, just have like little uh, feeder hoses come up and go to each plant individually. No, you can have uh, the commercial people have. Uh, have inline emitters uh, generally put out a, a gallon of water uh, per hour at 10 pounds of pressure. 10 and and I, pressure. I think it's really worth it to get the self-cleaning. Yeah. Because yeah. mine, I don't know, I think they, mine's 15 years old, and I never have a trouble with them clogging. Yeah. Now is I have trouble with them the al- breaking and things. Does yeah. the algae, is that what clogs it up? Does the algae build up on the inside? No. It's calcium. Calcium. Uh, calcium calcium okay. in our water. In our water. All righty. That's why I'm but they've got, but, they, but they've got filters uh, that you can use to take some of that out. All right, guys. Thank you. Oh, by the way, I heard you talking about the Guadalupe County um, Master Garden. When's the next uh, one for here? Um. I don't, I don't know what the class is for here. I'm thinking this fall. Um, we'll see yeah, if we can find are. out. Yeah, or just right, go to the Bear, the Bear County website, Bear County AgriLife, uh, or the Bear County Master Gardener website, and it should be on there. Or you right, can call them. I you th- can give them a, another call of the Bear County Extension Office. I think right, they've quit recruiting. Do you know that name, number? No, I can't remember. <laughs> no, but like you said, I, I guess I'll just jump online and get it, you know. Jerry's well, I have it in, in my phone because I can't remember the number. They changed <laughs> numbers on us after 40 after, years. Yeah. The number oh. is uh, 210, Erico 210, 631-0400. That's 210 Six three one zero four zero zero, and you may have the schedule and all the information on on the website right now, so you don't have to even have to wait till Monday. So, uh, all right, good I'll luck, do Bert. It, check it out. Uh, thank you, guys. Thanks, have Bert. a great evening. Okay. Me too. What was the number again? Six three one zero four zero zero. Yeah. Okay. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. You know how my short term memory is, Matthew. Good. I don't remember. How is it? And even as long term memory. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll take a break and come back in just a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, right here on nine thirty a.m. The Answer. 
Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Verde Road. And it's a great weekend to head on out to Millburgers. We've got some great Texas superstars on sale. We're going to start off with Blue Plumbago, a great versatile plant with its beautiful profusion of sky blue flowers. It handles our hot summers quite well. It attracts butterflies, and it's on sale in the one-gallon container for just four eighty-eight. How about this Texas superstar, Lantana? Clusters of brilliant purple or white or orange and bicolor blooms, including trailing purple and new gold. Now, you'll find it on sale for just three eighty-eight in the one-gallon container. By the way, it's blooming all through the summer. It attracts hummingbirds and butterflies, too. How about this Texas superstar? You're seeing them bloom all around town. They're absolutely gorgeous. That's the Mexican bird of paradise. It's this tropical-looking shrub. You've seen it. It's electric, and it's on sale for just sixteen eighty-eight in the three-gallon container. You'll find these and more at Millburgers. Dennis Prager here with an important message. We spend our whole lives taking care of those we love. However, statistics show that over half of all adults fail to have a will prepared. Giving the gift of a well-prepared estate plan is one of the most loving things you can do for those you care about. So let me introduce you to Charlie Weisinger with Weisinger Law Firm. Charlie is an estate planning attorney who takes the time to get to know you and your family and your goals and desires for them. Charlie makes the process simple. Most clients have a plan in place in as little as two visits. Give Charlie Weisinger and his staff at Weisinger Law Firm a call today. Your first consultation is free. Weisinger Law Firm is conveniently located one mile north of 1604 in Selma, Texas. You can reach him at 210-308-0800. That's 210-308-0800. Or online at WeisingerLawFirm.com. W-E-I-S-I-N-G-E-R LawFirm.com. One, two, three. San Antonio is Military City, USA. And 9.30 a.m. The Answer is proud to be a part of the tradition with Military City, USA Radio, Saturday mornings at 0800 hours. You'll hear from members of our active military, military civilians, and our veterans who have contributed to the brave history of our military. Military City, USA Radio, Saturdays at 0800 hours on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Do you know how many dentists I have to choose from in Los Angeles? This is Dennis Prager, and the answer is it doesn't matter because my dentist is Dr. Stan Shelton right here in San Antonio. That's the truth. What do I like about visiting Dr. Shelton? Everything, including talking to him about the issues of the day. I love the guy, and he's a great dentist. So let me recommend without hesitation my dentist, Dr. Stan Shelton. You'll find him online at drshelton.com. That's drshelton.com or 210-590-7878. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 930 a.m. The Answer. For the last decade, it's been called the greatest libertarian show on earth. This year will be no different. Attended by the most brilliant conservative minds today, join us for Freedom Fest, July 19th through the 22nd at the Paris Resort in Las Vegas. This year, come hear the likes of Greg Gutfeld from Fox News, actor William Shatner, and SRN's very own Larry Elder and Michael Medved. Register now at FreedomFest.com and save $100 by using the code REASON100 at FreedomFest.com. 
To Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The answer, our number 308-8867, 308-8867. Write down that number too, because it's the same number that you can call to reach uh, the folks with the uh, new pet show that's coming on. Let's talk pets with Paula Dilworth McFarland. That's coming on at two o'clock right here on the answer. So stay tuned for that. You can talk pets on Let's Talk Pets. Are they vets? They will have vets on Let's Talk Pets. Oh, I'd say they're, they're, they're the host. Well, Paul was the host, and, and I think they have different vets on each week. Oh, okay. We, we'll, we will learn as we listen, too. It's brand new. Good. It's just a little puppy show right it's now. Show. But it's going to grow up to be a big doggy show sometime. I need to figure out how to get the burrs out of my my schnauzer. Bigger life. The bigger life. life. Oh, uh, I'll tell you. fool runs out there. Three. <laughs> Brush, brush her three times a day is what we... Oh, with the... One, one way to get them out of the dog is is for the dog to roll on the bed. Oh, is that was that work? Yeah, that works <laughs> because my... my uh, The top top uh, spread uh-huh. is... Is a I could I could plant uh, an acre <laughs> of megalite uh, from from the from the from the bedspread and it, it's not very uh, soft to lay on either. No. Um, and so when, the, when the when the bed folds back, the the blanket folds back unto itself. Yeah. And I pull it across. It's like vel- Velcro. Yeah. So that's a solution, but not a recommended not solution. Not a recommended. I see. Okay. But you, you think well, once he gets them all off, but then, then about time the population seems to diminish on the on the dog, the uh, he goes back out and brings some more in. He gets them covered with them again. I'm mm. wondering if these people that do the pet, uh, the actual grooming. The dog groomers, uh-huh. if they shampoo those, if you use the conditioner, would, oh, that, so th- would that make those burrs come out a lot easier and then brush them out? I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll give them a week, and then we'll ask them next week. Oh, okay. Okay. We'll, we'll, we don't want to put pressure on them. It's their first show. Oh, okay. So we'll save our questions, and <laughs> that'll give them time to go, no, we do not want to talk to those people at the, at the garden. Of course, yeah, you know, they might say. Oh, they don't take questions? No, they do. They might they, say, well, Jerry, oh, but Jerry Jerry's you're, questions are kind you're of a famous unique. horticulturist. It seems like you could <laughs> well, be able I'm to control. Not I'm not the only one to get, get uh You should be able to control those beggar's lice and keep them out of your landscape. I go out and I look, you know, to pull, to pull up the plants. But where they're they're kind of below, behind some cross ties. I don't know what the stupid dog is doing, but running behind the cross ties anyway. Let's see. Oh, he's got to chasing a deer or yeah, he's got to be barking at stuff. Barking, and squirrels. Yeah, and they've got they've got very important get jobs. In them? Oh gosh, I, I'm brushing three times a day. Okay, so you brush them out. Yeah, and Tilly get Tilly gets them in her. Yes. Right. Yeah, that's In fact, it was so bad yesterday, I had to kind of get her eyes open. Oh, my yeah, gosh. That's yeah, what, that's exactly the way my dog is. All right. See there? Okay, so next week, we'll, 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 we'll ask. <laughs> we'll give, her, give them a week to just get there, get settled, and then, then we'll, we'll... And my dog... And we'll pounce. Starts <laughs> by, when I try to pull them out, you know, try yeah. to take them out. Uh, 
the dog snaps at you. Oh. Well, but your dog snaps at you anyway. Because it it hurts them. You know, they don't come out just real easy. Yeah, it really does make a difference what kind of uh, fur they have, too. Yeah, yeah. Even our Westies have kind of different. I've got two schnauzers and one schnauzer that... And they go to the same places, but he hadn't got she hadn't got hardly any. Huh, that's interesting. It's it's a, ha- a texture of the hair, I think. Thank Maybe you. so. That could make sense. Yeah. All right. And and the leadership role. I mean, uh, <laughs> my older ones are a little seem to be a little brighter about. Uh, they kind of stay background and let the little ones go digging through the the back plants. So. Anyhow, okay. I'm thinking I'm gonna have to cut the hair off the dogs. What? Yeah, because because they like Calvin's edge. They're they're thick mats uh, that you can't brush oh, out or oh, oh, pull okay. out. All right. We'll find out next week. Oh, okay. Hey, uh, do you want to bring up your? Gua- oh, I was going to bring up something too. This sounded interesting, and then maybe we'll bring up your Guadalupe County thing again. But uh, if you go to MillburgerNursery.com and go to uh, the events that are coming up, one of the things on upcoming events sounded interesting. It's how to build a self-watering container garden. Uh, it's putting put on by the Herb Society. Uh, let's see, it looks like Adrian Hacker and Leslie Billingham. Uh, and uh, we'll demonstrate the construction uh, using less than $20 of easily obtainable materials. The finished container will be raffled at the end of the demonstration, but even those who don't win will have instructions on how to build these ingenious gardens in an afternoon. Uh, the meeting will be held at the Garden Center on North New Braunfels at 6.30, no charge. Public is invited, and it's at 6.30 on the 13th. So when is the 13th? That's a couple weeks. Um, Say it's the second today, right? Yeah. So let's see. The next uh, next Sunday is the ninth. So four days from that would be Thursday, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that sounded interesting. They have the self-watering container garden. Okay. Uh, for for uh, one of our most active master gardener chapters in the region is the Guadalupe County Master Gardeners, and they are recruiting for a new class that's going to begin on August eighth. It's going to last through December fifth. It's going to be held on Tuesday afternoons from 12.45 to 4.45 every week. And it's going to be held in uh, uh, Seguin on uh, 210 East Live Live Oak at the AgriLife business uh, b- building there in Seguin. The cost, there is a cost, $190 uh, for, for attending. And you get, uh, that includes uh, the manual and lots of training uh, materials. So you'll have a, a class from an expert every week. And uh, then you'll be part of the Guadalupe Master Gardeners and all the projects they're involved with. You can continue to learn, have fun, and also do uh, great volunteer service for your community. They also are one of the chapters that helps Jerry and I a lot. Uh, so we are, uh, we think it's a great play, uh, place to participate. If you want more information, just go to Guadalupe Master Gardeners, or you can go to the Guadalupe County AgriLife office their website and they'll uh, they'll have more information on the program i got a note from uh, curtis and he was talking about growing some of the giant zinnias that you like and that's why i asked you a week or so ago i said he says every afternoon the leaves wilt like they were hit with a blowtorch hmm. have you noticed you're doing that no, I wonder. You said they wilted sometimes. Yeah, well, yeah, they're not. They're certainly not xeriscape plants. Yeah, 
But uh, he said he put up a big piece of shade cloth to see if that would help. It helped a little, but they were stressed. Then he had some pecan mulch in buckets sitting around. So he put out an inch around the uh, zinnia Speak of the z- devil. root zone, mm-hmm. and that made an even even uh, bigger difference. He, he, he started walking right over there. As soon as you said that, yeah. he started walking in. Now, I water mine uh, so, uh, usually every other day with the drip when it's 100 degrees like this, and they're, they're growing. But uh, they are, depends on your soil, too. Uh, but uh, generally, they can take you, the heat as long as they get the you water. You don't mulch because you want them to reseed. Yeah, right? I don't. I don't mulch. Yeah. Them. Curtis, dude. Curtis walked up right as you said uh, that. <laughs> we were just reading. It's your, like he knew you were going to talk we about it. Just him. reading your information about the zinnias. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> He's shy. So that uh, Curtis and I like those zinnias because. Uh, they're tall. They're cut. They make uh, great cut flowers. They're very showy. I mean, you can can see them a long ways. And then their favorite butterfly plants. Not just butterflies. The hummingbirds like them, and the the other birds like the lesser goldfinches uh, and cardinals, uh, Inca doves. They all harvest the uh, seeds, especially if you're letting them. Uh, if you deadhead them, you let them let them get a little brown, and then you can deadhead them and just leave the heads in there or you can leave them on the plants and so for the birds to get them so they're they're a great wildlife plant but as uh, curtis indicated that they they are not a zero escape plant they do require a reasonable amount of water uh to keep them performing and blooming all summer all right got about a minute left what you got we got i got a note from uh betty nethery my uh super gardener out of junction uh-huh and uh, she was talking about her tomatoes. She still loves red deuce. Uh, she said, once again, they're really good tasting, large, and very productive. I agree. Yeah, the red and, deuce were the good ones, yeah. good slicers we had with the bacon sandwiches. Yeah. Right. And uh, she, she tried to, she's trying to do everything organic, and so she put out a cotton seed cake under each of her tomato plants. And the armadillo came in and rooted up 95% of yeah. the plants mm. after that cake. <laughs> so sometimes the organic way is not the yeah. best. Yeah, the control can be worse than uh, what you're trying to control. We're going to say goodbye for today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.